Today on Give a Fuck. If you feel that your agency lacks of some major drama, then you're here for a treat. True. Can we just not talk about rumors? But they're juicy. Oh, really? How would you feel if I spread a rumor of you and Chloe having an affair? Ew. Do people need drama in the workplace? That's an interesting question. I, I think to some extent they do. No, I have some gossip. Uh huh. You know Graziella? Yeah. She's pregnant. No way. Hello. Welcome to Give a Fuck, a podcast exploring what matters in culture, media, advertising, and whatever else we feel like discussing. Hey, what's up? Everything is fine. Uh, I have some gossip for you. You know Graziella? Yeah. She's pregnant. Oh, really? Yeah. That's good, I guess. (laughs) For the purpose of this episode, we wanted to do a little experiment. We decided to spread a fake rumor around the office just to see how gossipy this agency can be. No, I had some gossip. Uh huh. You know Graziella? Yeah. She's pregnant. No way. But we failed. We failed for so many reasons. Number one, nobody really bought it. Or maybe we didn't do a good job faking a rumor because we didn't want to get anyone in trouble. I don't believe you. You're... And you're probably recording me, right? Or maybe the reason why we think we have failed is because maybe this agency is not into gossip. I have heard more rumors from other ad agencies than here of us, which makes me wonder, where is the drama? Are there any love affairs in the office? Did anybody do anything inappropriate at the Christmas party? Or maybe I'm just trapped in a bubble of oblivion and nobody wants to tell me anything. Although it's not healthy to work in a toxic environment where people talk shit about each other, there's always room for drama. And let's face it, no matter how much we want to avoid it, people will always crave for a little bit of drama. So who knows, maybe in this episode you'll hear a rumor about you. Hi, my name is Juan Leguizamon and welcome to Give a Fuck, today's episode, Agency Drama. We have a very juicy episode for you today with tons of drama, so get ready, get some popcorn and uh, stay tuned. Give a fuck. Gossip has been probably around for a very long time in the workplace. There have been studies that show that this culture of talking about others creates stronger bonds between co-workers 
especially the work in a very boring place. In a recent article from DigiDay that states that there's a research by psychology professor Frank McAndrew at Knox College that suggests that gossip possibly evolves as part of a natural selection. His theory, knowing more about people means someone can figure out whether to trust them. And the people one chooses to share more with are those more trusted, disregarding whether the gossip is at always completely accurate. This culture of venting is also caused by a factor that people are spending more time at work. For individuals who are just entering the workspace, the lines between work and not work are blurred. Work friends are also regular friends. That means that work-life discussions are also discussions between friends. This can be good for workplace bonding, but potentially problematic if it leads to a rapid spread of misinformation. Another key player in this world of gossip culture is the Human Resources Department, which their ultimate goal is to make sure we don't work in a toxic environment. And I'm here with Andre Garcia, one of our HR representatives here at Havas. Yeah, natural, uh, HR naturally is all about the people and their development. So as we are all human beings, not everything goes as planned or as we wish to. And uh, therefore, we need uh, to build on trust. Trust is the thing that um, we have to rely on and to create a safe place because uh, this is one of the most, most important aspects in, uh, in HR. And um, for that, you really need to be a people's person. So um, you always have to have an open ear and um, yeah, you need to be someone to be trusted on because uh, that is one of the uh, most uh, important things in HR. And for me personally, it's also the charm of HR. And this is why I uh, chose to work there. And uh, yeah, I'm happy every day going into, the, um, into our uh, building and into our beautiful agency and uh, working on it. <laughs> All right, if you feel that your agency lacks of some major drama, then you're here for a treat. Because we have prepared for you a radio soap opera where our podcast co-hosts and other colleagues from our agency will play the roles of a typical agency characters trapped in a very dramatic situation. And the premise of the story, it's about a hardworking group of agency employees who get to face the most dramatic nights of their professional life, the night before the pitch. Havas Soap Opera presents Sign of a Pitch. My name is Jake, and I will play the role of a Cornelius, an oblivious CCO. Hi, I'm Sarah, and I'll play Maya, the workaholic executive account lead. I'm Sophie, and I will play Olivia, the fearless creative director. I'm Daniel, and I will be playing Francois, the cold strategist. Hi, my name is Noel, and I'll play Elon, the diva art director. <laughs> I'm Graziella, and I will play Chloe, 22, the pretentious copywriter. Preamble. 
It's 3.30 a.m. A dramatic thunderstorm rises the attention of a group of six individuals trapped in a conference room labeled the War Room. Not only they look tired, but they also look suspicious of each other due to a crime that happened that night. Murder. Who killed idea number five? Don't look at me. Why can't we just go with four ideas? I'm pretty sure it was Elon. Um, seriously? You're the one who said you didn't like idea five. Nobody leaves this place until we solve this. As a loud thunder roars, the lights go out for a second, revealing that one of these individuals is missing. There's no Wi-Fi! Oh great, we lost Elon. Now who's comping my slides? Who killed idea five? Stop looking at me! Everybody, shut the fuck up. I think I know who did it. Hours away from the pitch, and far from being done, this group of people were about to face a dramatic reality check, where truths will be told and bombs will be dropped. But first, let's start from the very beginning. Act 1. The Brief. It's Monday afternoon. The weather forecast promised a clear sunny sky in Dusseldorf. But once again, it's just another rainy day. I guess that's why they call it drizzled off. Get it? Cause it drizzles? This is Elon, a talented art director who attempted to make a joke while staring outside the window from a well-known agency called Hobos. <laughs> but as usual, nobody laughed at his joke. I guess this is why you're not a copywriter. Shut up, Chloe. Nobody reads copy anyways. Um, first of all, don't call me Chloe. I'm Chloe22. I have more than 600,000 followers on TikTok. I've invented the hashtag mind your own business and 250,000 people read my tweets every day. So yes, people do read my copy. Hashtag suck it. Elon and Chloe, also known as Chloe22, had been a prolific team for quite a while. They have won several prestigious awards such as Cannes Lions, Black Pencils, ADC Nails, The Webbies, The Bloggies, The Effies, The Fuck Yes, The PDF Awards, and of course, the Golden Pony. This team is notoriously known as Teen Diva. Oh, son of a bitch! We're late for the brief of the bitch. Get it? Get it? Yeah, I get it. Still not funny. As they rush through the hallways with laptops, notepads, and coffee mugs in hand, they enter a room packed with a few creative teams and some other important people. One of them, Maya a very sophisticated and stylish woman who's very particular about her power suits and super high heels. She will be the executive lead of the account that they are about to pitch. Okay, shut the door, let's start. Welcome everyone. As you may or may not notice, we have a few new people in the room, so why don't we do a quick intro? Hi, I'm Olivia. I'm a creative director, mostly on the outside, but on the inside, I'm a spiritual warrior. So you guys better not be fooling around on this pitch because I swear to God, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. I don't know why I said that. I'm really tired. But no, seriously, I'll be watching you. Um, uh, okay. Awkward. My name is Francois. I'm the strategist and happy to share the brief that I wrote. Sorry, where is Cornelius? Seriously, where is he? I think he accepted the invite, but he's usually late. Classic. Yeah. Hashtag power move. Ew, that's not a thing. Okay, let's start. Shall we? In that moment, Cornelius, the CCO of the agency, makes a dramatic entrance dressed in a minimal Japanese comfort outfit that others like to call it 
cool pajamas. Oh, namaste, people, namaste. I'm sorry I'm late. I got off the phone with the Duke of Portugal, and he wants us to pitch a campaign to save the whales. Isn't that wonderful? Okay, so why are we here? The pitch. Yeah, I just said that. Nope, the other pitch. All right, yes, yes, please continue. Okay, let's skip to slide seven with the following quote. Only those who will risk going too far can possibly find out how far one can go by T.S. Eliot. Wait, I'm, I'm pretty sure I didn't add this quote. I did. Uh, it's a beautiful quote. Okay, we have no time for this, so let's cut to the chase. We have a phenomenal opportunity to pitch a trendy digital bank for millennials. They want wild digital ideas. What's the budget? A lot. Who's the target audience? Late millennials. Do we have to use their current tagline? No. How about brand guidelines? Irrelevant. Can we do a film? Yes, for the Super Bowl. Okay, this sounds too good to be true. Too good. It feels fishy. Yeah, what's the catch? We have until tomorrow to present. A very uncomfortable silence fills the room, as Elon and Chloe 22 realize that the rest of creative teams have silently sneaked out of the room. Mm, where did everybody go? Great, I guess it's just me and you, Elon. Can we go back to the deck? Oh yes, here's another inspirational quote. This is the way the world ends. Not with a bang, but a whimper. Can you stop writing quotes in my strategy slides? Okay, get to work. Act 2. The check-in. It's nearly midnight, with a 100% chance of non-stop heavy rain and possibly thunderstorms. There are only three rooms with the lights on and one large conference room filled with boards, paper printouts all over the floor, and a strong smell of Chinese food. This is their first group check-in. Among all the concepts and ideas that were presented that night, there was one idea that kept triggering a series of heated debates, causing the group to be divided. This was, of course, idea five. Idea five, truth and dare. This idea will challenge our target audience to reach a level of honesty by questioning the truth and daring to do something about it. That is beautiful. Who wrote this? I did. And it's not only concept, but an invitation for some sort of a personal journey. It doesn't follow the brief. Exactly. I'm daring you all to question the truth behind the brief. Oh no, here we go. Don't you mean truth or dare? No, you see, why always having to have a choice while you can do both? Well, I dare you to stick to the brief. I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I have to agree with Francois. I don't think you guys get it. I don't think you get it. Let's put this to test. Elon, I want you to dare to seek my inner truth by asking me anything. Anything? Anything, man. Are you sure? This can get weird. Don't encourage him. I dare you. Okay. Is it true that you and Maya hooked up at the Christmas party? Elon! Okay, next idea. Yeah, Elon, you should check your facts. Oh, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. I think I meant Olivia. Elon! That's not what I meant by checking your facts. Wait, so is it true? Irrelevant. Okay, let's move on. No, embracing the truth is real dare. I'd rather not. Don't even dare. So... So what? It was just a kiss. I knew it! But with who? I can't answer that. I only dare you to ask me one question. But you see, this concept is working. Can I ask another one? Elon! Wait. Chloe, are you live streaming this? Maybe. Okay, I'm going to take a break. Okay, guys, let's take five. Act three, the rehearsal. After several hours of countless rounds of rework, the team gets back together to do a final check on the presentation deck. All the creative ideas are pinned on the boards, except for one. 
Uh, where was the idea five? I thought it was killed. Thank God. What was that idea about? About Cornelius making out with Olivia. Wasn't it Maya? Elon! That's not what the idea was about. Who killed idea five? Don't look at me. Why are you all looking at me? Everybody's looking suspiciously at Olivia. Okay, let's set the record straight. I did not make out with Cornelius. Fine. So, was it Maya? Okay, that's a stupid rumor. But Cornelius said it was true. Can we just not talk about rumors? But they're juicy. Oh, really? How would you feel if I spread a rumor of you and Chloe having an affair? Ew. I thought you guys were together. We were. Elon, shut up. Oh, so the rumor about the failed engagement was true? What? I thought you guys were secretly married. No. Wow, Chloe. So you're ashamed of our past? This is not the time, Elon. Uh, I, see, I see how it is. Yeah, okay, fine. It did not see this going this far. Yeah, this is getting out of hand. Can we move on? No, we can't until we figure out who killed Idea 5. Seriously? You've got to be kidding me. Everybody felt trapped from a very uncomfortable situation, where a blank game turned into a soap opera mixed with a crime scene. They all shouted and pointed fingers at each other until one of them mysteriously disappeared. That night was a disaster. The morning after. Minutes before jumping into a video call with the client, Cornelius sees himself lonely, restless, and defeated for not keeping his team together. And still, nobody showed up to join the call. Feeling guilty for following his ego, he takes a moment of self-reflection and decides to lead the presentation by himself. Good morning, everyone. Once again, thank you for the opportunity. It is a pleasure for me to take you through a range of really wonderful work, work that I am proud to present, but I cannot take the credit for the astronomical effort of my team and what they were able to deliver in the last 24 hours. Not only we use this experience to prove ourselves how efficient we can be in such a short amount of time, but we also use this time to really get to know each other as a team. He takes a minute for a slow, deeper breath and takes a drink of water. Although we are a strong team, it is just me and only me who will be taking you through a great bundle of only four ideas. In that specific moment, the rest of the team surprisingly started to show up, one by one. I believe what Cornelius meant to say is that we have five ideas. Hi, I'm Maya. Sorry I'm late. Five great ideas with a smart strategy and inspiring codes. I'm Francois. And I'm Olivia, and it's my pleasure to take you guys through this meaningful journey. So let's get started. Chloe, Elon, take it away. Thank you, Olivia. Let's jump into slide 15 with idea one. Actually, why don't we start with the best idea? Idea five, truth and dare. They all smile proudly at each other, leaving everything behind and moving forward as a team, ultimately realizing that this was a milestone for team bonding. However, this beautiful moment was interrupted by the client. Hey, hey guys, we, we cannot hear you. I think you're on mute. Son of a bitch. The end. <laughs> wow. That's super cool. Super cool. Super yeah. fun. Yeah. Those are pros. I loved it. I mean, I think there's nothing to say about how strategists enjoy a good quote. Because like when I'm in doubt, I always put a quote on a slide. So what's wrong with that? <laughs> they are so inspiring. Uh, Jake, I loved your role. Yeah. I did. Cool. I did laugh a couple times. Sorry. <laughs> that's good. That's good. 
Oh, wow. Sarah had really mean girl energy. <laughs> good, good, good. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. See you later. Bye. 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 Good luck. Thanks so much. Give a fuck. The office kitchen, the smoke break, or hanging out by the water cooler. These are no longer the places where gossip gets to be passed around. Now people do it from digital platforms such as Slack, Gchat, Microsoft Teams, and of course, anywhere in social media. But in our little bubble in advertising, there are major platforms where venting culture takes form of entertaining content. Platforms such as Agency Spy, Glassdoor, and Fishbowl. Here I am with one of my dear friends and talented copywriter Chase Dahlmerk, who's also a community leader at Fishbowl. What is your actual role with Fishbowl? So I guess I'm like kind of a, a moderator, so to speak, and I would just like moderate comments and repost popular conversation topics, which which is what they call pinning. So they gave me access to that, and they also threw me into this bowl with all the, the fishbowl administrators, so to speak, and the founders are in that, and they post from time to time and post about updates. So I've got a steady stream of updates around what's happening with the app. Before we get uh, deeper into that, so for those, especially if, you know, from a European audience who are not familiar with Fishbowl, what is Fishbowl? Fishbowl acts as like kind of a community of our peers in the advertising industry or marketing world where people can anonymously ask questions. Um, and the, the anonymous part is uh, sort of a double-edged sword because it allows you the freedom to ask questions that you otherwise wouldn't, but it also sort of provides this veil where you can just say whatever you want without any kind of repercussion, um, which is a kind of a crappy part of, of the whole thing. But I think what is empowering to people is people can ask about salaries and not feel like they're putting their name out there as a novice or, or, um, or just unknown and they could sort of assess psychological problems really like if they're they're facing some burnout issues or if they're having trouble with a sort of somewhat abusive coworker or manager they could you know just hash that out on there it's sometimes not so easy to tell that you're in that kind of abusive relationship when you're on one side of it so if you sort of post problems that you're having with your work you know maybe part of the thing of the community can can sort of suss out like hey you need to you need to talk about this with HR. You need to look for a new job or you need to just take a day off and just clear your head because this is not normal. Um, and I think it's nice in that way where people can help each other out. How much gossip is there? And if there's a lot of gossip, how, how, how dramatic it gets, especially in a platform like that? So there's definitely an element of gossip. Um, I don't know if any audience members or you remember the agency spy comment section when that used to be anonymous but that was <laughs> that was far more inducive to gossip than fishbowl is i mm. think i think uh 
I, I don't, I'm not super familiar with the community guidelines of Fishbowl that I can recite them off the top of my head, but I feel like there is some sort of parameters around just naming people um, and, and listing out names. It doesn't really happen all that often. And in the community in general, it's sort of frowned upon when, when I see people drop names on there, they get shunned almost immediately. So that helps cut down on the gossip a little bit, but it's there's still an ep- element of it there. And it's definitely why a lot of people come back to the app and use it. Um, myself, I posted a question on there one time that said, why do you come back to this app? Because I was just kind of <laughs> curious. Right. <laughs> and I got a lot of wild answers. Uh, and one of them, or even a few of them were like, it's for the for the hot goss. Right. Uh, which is definitely an element to it. So I'm not going to lie and say it's not there, but right. Um, cool. So, um, so I have a question for you. So have you ever contributed any gossip on Fishball? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna plead the fifth on that one. <laughs> for those, for the European audience, that uh, that um, that is an American saying that says, uh, "I'm gonna reserve my right to silence." Awesome. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't really. Um, to be honest, I I don't. I don't think it's a valuable contribution um, on my part because I. I you know, I always have admired people who just sort of stay above the fray. Um, mm. It's not something I've always been able to do, admittedly, myself. Um, I think there's a lot of value in just not diving too deep in that. So in terms of gossip, I I, I do try to stay away from it. Um, okay. I mean, again, now that we talk about that type of gossip, obviously now we talk about drama in the workplace as well. I mean, there are other things that people talk about that is not necessarily negative or whatever, but sometimes it's just misinformation, like things come around like, oh, somebody is pregnant or or somebody's dating someone, just kind of like the, the, you know what you said. So, yeah. question, question for you, I'm just curious, like, do you think people need drama in the workplace? people need drama in the workplace that's an interesting question i i think to some extent they do um some people do uh for some reason whatever you just said reminded me of a, of a story that i heard at a place i worked there was a person who worked there who everyone just seemed to like and i liked this person a lot but then there was there's there's a there was a rumor going around that they had sort of a uh romantic relationship to get that promotion and i can just remember thinking to myself i hope that's not true but i can see it being true right but i'm not going to judge this person either way because i like this person (laughs) but i don't know that rumor existed and I, i i don't know if it was a rumor i don't know if it was true but I think it it sort of created a narrative in a few different departments of that company. So uh, maybe it did need to maybe it did need to be there for some people. Hmm. Right. I, I I mean that stuff is reoccurring. So 
there, there probably is a need for, for some people. Cool. All right, man. I guess, uh, I mean, those are all my questions uh, that I uh, have for today. But uh, I feel like we, we cover a lot. I feel like we cover a good spectrum from this whole, you know, gossip, culture, venting, stuff <laughs> like that. <laughs> But uh, no, but yeah, no, totally. So yeah, uh, well, thank you so much for for, for the time, man. For sure, man. All right, man. Thanks for uh, bringing me on. It was fun. Um, Absolutely. Give a fuck. So, should we contribute to the gossip culture? Is it really immoral to be part of it? How far is too far when it comes down to oversharing information that doesn't concern to you? I guess we all know the answers of these rhetorical questions. No one wants to be part of a toxic environment in the workplace. But when the occasion arises, when you're either having drinks with your coworkers or you happen to read a juicy gossip on social media, you just can't help to avoid it. Not minding your own business is not easy to do. Even when you're not asking for it, it will come to you. And it's up to you to decide what to do with that information. Whatever you do, just be respectful. Know that no matter what you hear or you say, it will have bigger impact leading to bigger consequences. So if you want to hear a juicy story without harming anyone, just remember the three magic words. Don't tell anyone. All right, and that's our episode. Thanks for giving a fuck and listening. We'd like to give special thanks to our guest, Chase Dahmer. Please don't forget to leave comments or feedback at our website, giveafuck.net. Once again, I'm Juan Leguizamon, and until next time, keep giving a fuck. Give a fuck. Music courtesy of epidemicsound.com.